right. This week we're going to talk about the second largest organ in the body. Uh, the skin is the largest organ in the body. And we're going to talk about the largest gland in the body. Uh, I mean, those facts, really, they're pub quiz questions, aren't they? Uh, which might be useful. But we're going to talk about the liver. OK, five minutes on the clock. It's counting down. Uh, the liver... Uh, weighs about a kilogram and a half. It's a big kind of uh, reddish, brownish organ, um, kind of triangular in shape. My favourite fact is that all of the blood from the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, the gut, all of that blood runs to the liver. So that pretty much everything that's been absorbed from your digestive tract, food, drugs, whatever, it all goes to the liver. I say all, fat takes a bit of a different role for various reasons, but we'll talk about that another day. So all of the blood from the GI tract, and that's a lot of blood, goes to the liver and the liver processes that blood. So what does it do? Oh, what doesn't it do? It has about yeah, over 500 jobs. It It's involved in glycogen storage. It synthesizes proteins that go into the blood. It breaks down drugs into non-toxic or useful forms. It produces bile, which goes back to the small intestine to help digest fats and is also a way of getting waste products out of the body by putting them into poop, giving poop its color. Um, it converts ammonia which is toxic, to urea, which is non-toxic. That's that's a nitrogenous thing. Oh, you see how you could quote so easily spend hours just talking about the functions. It makes immune factors, it helps get bilirubin out of the body, it processes hemoglobin, it has roles in blood clotting, and so on and so on and so on. So the point is, it's really important. We can talk more about the function in the future, but what about the anatomy? Right, the liver is in the abdomen, it's on the right side. It is partly deep to ribs 7 to 11. So if you palpate your ribs and your costal margin, um, it's under those lower ribs. It's inferior to the diaphragm and attached to the diaphragm, but it's not just on the right side. It extends across the midline to the left side. It's a big wedge of an organ. Um, if we talk about abdominal regions, we would say that it's in the right upper quadrant. We could also say it's in the right hypochondrium and the epigastrium and extends across into the left hypochondrium, if you know what that means. Um, it's covered in peritoneum. Uh, the serous membrane of the abdomen, and it's held in place by folds of this peritoneum, by these mesentries. So it moves up and down with the diaphragm as you breathe and moves up and down with gravity, depending upon whether you're stood up or led down. It surrounds the inferior vena cava, the main vein that's draining blood from the abdomen and taking it back to the heart. It drains its blood straight into the inferior vena cava. Makes sense if it's surrounding it, right? Uh, the gallbladder, which stores bile, is on the inferior surface of the liver. If you were to lift up the liver, you'd see a, a nice little green sac there. Uh, it's painted green on models, and it's also painted green in cadavers, very helpfully. Um, it has... We talk about lobes, but it has 
left and right true functional lobes. But we also talk about the chordate and quadrate lobes. These are lobes, again, if you were to pull up the liver and look at the posterior side of it, these are shapes really formed by other structures pushing into the liver. The chordate lobe is, is superior because it kind of makes a tail, chordate meaning tail, the quadrate lobe is, is inferior. Um, but really we have left and right lobes functionally and then other lobules within those. Uh, we'll have to describe the ligaments of the liver another day because that's a big topic in itself. Blood supply. The celiac trunk from the aorta uh, gives off the common hepatic artery which becomes the hepatic artery proper which runs to the liver in the edge of the less momentum and then divides into left and right branches to run to those two functional liver lobes. Now the 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 other really cool thing is okay the the splenic vein and the superior mesenteric vein carrying blood from the gastrointestinal tract have met with the, well, the inferior mesenteric vein drains into the splenic vein. That's also carrying blood from the gastrointestinal tract. Those all come together to form the hepatic portal vein. And this is a vein because it's going from the gastrointestinal tract to the liver. Um, and this hepatic portal vein is carrying all of that blood from the GI tract. It splits into left and right branches to those, again, functional liver lobes. So a huge amount of blood passes through the liver back to the systemic circulation. Um, that means that diseases of the liver that reduce the blood flow through the liver, so cirrhosis, mean that blood must find another route. Oh, no, we're back. I've used up all my time. That blood must find another route to get back to the systemic circulation, and these other routes are portosystemic anastomoses. Cells of the liver are called hepatocytes. They do all the work. Blood flows past them in one direction, and then bile flows back in the other direction. And we have, again, left and right hepatic ducts, which form a common hepatic duct, which run to the bile duct and the small intestine. Innovation seems to be largely for blood flow regulation. Lymphatic drainage from inside the liver follows those blood vessels back to hepatic lymph nodes alongside the hepatic vessels and back to celiac nodes and the cisterna chile. And that's it. That That's as much liver as I can fit into more time than I'm allowed to. But the liver is a fantastic organ and a fantastic topic. And we will revisit this. See you next week. 